What I'm not sure about is whether Cheryl Reeves' performance the other day, you know, I guess you just missed the Oscar window for this year. The problem is you have a great performance like that. Sometimes the Oscar voters, they don't remember it a year later. So you might want to reprise it later, the great mask uh, episode of the Cheryl Reeve uh, press conference. Uh, I'm going to let you take me through it. Uh, You know, what was your motivation for, for that piece of acting? You know, honestly, I was, uh, you know, it was a, a lesson learned. Um, you know, nothing is private anymore. <laughs> I, I was having a moment with our media, I, I thought, and the next thing you know, I'm I'm on social media. So I uh, was not intending to be on social media. But uh, yeah, we, you know, I was just having a little bit of fun with the, with the media. Just, just yes. try to try to get a laugh. <laughs> and it worked. That was fun. All right. We're going to talk about more serious things here on the Cheryl Reeve show. Training camp has started. We have a lot going on in our country right now. We're going to get to all of it here. Uh, this is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Subscribing at your favorite podcast app is the easiest way to listen. It's free. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you to our sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, CaraQuinnRealtor.com, and successful marketing group of uh, Glory Ramsey's operation. Uh, so before we get to basketball, last night we heard five words we've never heard before, and that was uh, Madam Speaker and Madam Vice President. What did that night mean to you? Oh, it was awesome. And, and just the visuals, you know, I, you couldn't stop, uh, you know, certainly President Biden was speaking, but, you know, I, my eyes, you know, sort of gravitated constantly to uh, uh, Madam Speaker, and Madam Vice President. And, and uh, you know, just incredible. Uh, just it, it gives you hope, you know, for the progress of this nation, uh, for all people. And, and so that was on display last night. So it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty powerful. I agree. Uh, that was a great speech. And, and as you said, a great visual. Uh, I'm very encouraged by where we are these days. Uh, let's get our, let's get some basketball. You have started training camp. Uh, first impressions, anything jump out at you? Uh, typical uh, first impressions, which is we're not a good basketball team in the first three days. Uh, so uh, that's not any different this year. Uh, we have a long, long way to go. But we, you know, I I said this last year in the bubble in terms of you know, who we brought to camp, I was really thrilled with. Um, and I, I feel that same way. I, 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 we've really put an emphasis on, um, you know, the, the types of people um, and, and what these players bring bring to the table. And so we're really happy with our selection of who's in the camp. Um, and now we're just working really hard um, to, you know, try to find a way to be in shape and, and advance our, our um, you know, skill sets, both offensively and defensively. But we have a long way to go. And. Does a coach always look at it that way? I mean, have you ever gotten to training camp and been three days in and gone, oh, we're, we're, we're way ahead. Everything's great. I mean, is it, is it almost endemic in the coaching profession to, to just feel like you have so much work to do? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Um, you know, because it's a starting point. And, and uh, oftentimes, the, you know, players are coming off of playing for another team. They've got some habits that you, you know, you want to shift. Uh, or, you know, in our case, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, players who have not played in the league uh, so, yeah, there's uh, and I, you know, in terms of who we have in camp, you know, we, we don't have all of our pieces. Uh, we're dealing with some, you know, some, uh, you know, players who are not quite in shape that are trying to be in shape. And then you start to get nagging uh, little injuries. So um, it's, it's been pretty, I'd say, choppy. Um, but we're, we're, you know, moving fast with as, as far as the, the usual, uh, you know, install. Uh, of, of, of quote the system of uh, what we want to do who we want to be but but uh yeah i mean i think yeah it's it's not really many coaches that are 
uh, real excited about, uh, you know, the, the first couple of days for sure. And obviously you said you're missing two of your better players are still overseas. Uh, the, the negatives of that are obvious. Are there any positives? Uh, the fact that they'll probably be pretty sharp when they get to camp. Uh, sure. I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> I'm, see I'm any positives. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do more of it is what it is and, and we'll focus on who's here. Uh, but yeah, it's not ideal. It hurts our team. Uh, so, um, but it is what it is. Uh, I think the Star Tribune had a piece today chronicling Crystal Dangerfield, the fact she was a rookie of the year last year, but you, you do see places where she can improve her game. Well, I hope so. She was just, yeah. she just played in her first year. You know, it's, uh, you know, I think the tone of the article was that I was calling out Crystal or challenging her. I mean, no, I think every player, uh, you know, Sylvia Fowles in, in whatever season, season, you know, you, you always have somewhere else you can go to improve. Uh, you know, you never, at least the great players don't ever feel like they've arrived. So it's just a continuation of that. It's just a first, first year player going into her second year. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You got rookie of the year targets on your back. And, and you got to, you know, if, if you if you think that you can just do what you did last year, you know, you're not going to be successful. So and so we just try to you know put our players in a position to be successful. And that means that they've got to they've got to be better than what they were last year. The difference between this year and last year is very obvious. You're, you're you know, training at your facility. Uh, you're not in the bubble. But it, 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 is there anything else? You know, we aren't privy to everything that happens in practice. Is there a different? Is it really a dramatically different atmosphere uh, as compared to last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're in market. That, that's the, the biggest thing, you know, they're, they're getting to experience, you know, being um, in, in Minneapolis and um, you know, for, for the free agents um, you know, to have a chance to see uh, what we showed off in free agency in terms of your facilities, the, the way you conduct your business, our, our great medical teams um, you know, just, just uh, the whole package. Absolutely. You know, in the bubble, all of that was absent. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it's dramatically different. And then certainly we are still, uh, you know, parts of the bubble exist, which is the daily testing. Um, and that's, you know, something we have to incorporate into, into every day, uh, whether we're on the road or, or at home. So, so that part remains the same. Where's Jessica Shepard and how she looks so far? Uh, Jess Shepard is, well, good news is, is available uh, in each day. Uh, and, you know, as I told her, you know, we're, we understand you know, this is not a case that she's going to be able to come out of the gates and uh, be 100% full go. Uh, there's still an evolution to her returning to the level of intensity that it takes to play, which she hasn't done uh, in a long, long time. So there's still, you know, there, there's still a little bit ways to go. But uh, in terms of her knees, her knees are doing well. And that's that's obviously you know, been the biggest concern for her. So that, that's, that's good progress for her. Uh, I want to talk about the 25th anniversary of the WNBA, the inception of the WNBA. We do want to thank our sponsors who helped make this show possible. Uh, by the way, we have great stuff across the network. I'm doing my own show now, Block the Meter, with Jim Suhan. Garrett Bradbury was my guest this week. Uh, we have LaBelle Neal on our baseball show now with Roy Smalley. That show is called Chin Music. We have tons of outdoor content. I think we have the best uh, lineup in in Minnesota, part thanks in part to Cheryl, and thanks to our sponsors who do make it possible. Thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota. Let me say it more clearly, Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, 
Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Also want to thank Cara Quinn. Cara Quinn Realtor is where you can find her. Uh, and it's a beautiful website. And the uh, the slogan at the middle of the website says, love where you live. And that's where Cara can help you. She can help you find a place you will actually love to live. She's just an expert on, on Twin Cities neighborhoods, architecture, uh, best places to live. Uh, you can you know look look her up, and uh, whether you're selling or buying, she can help you. In recent weeks, she's been talking a lot about uh, just you know Earth Day hacks and ways we can live better, ways we can live that will benefit our uh, environment and each other. Check that out, and I would go to CaraQuinnRealtor.com if you need a realtor and. Uh, and if you do, you want to work with Cara. Thanks also to SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses. And right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with Koi Pond. Oh, and their new wood fire pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at Successful Biz Owners for more info on them. 25th anniversary of the WNBA, as David, our friend David Barry always points out, the WNBA is in great shape when you look compare this league historically to the NBA and other leagues 25 years after they started out. Uh, but what, what comes to mind to you when you, you think about that anniversary? Uh, how old I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> this, this is my year 21 of those 25. Uh, no, but uh, I, I think what stands out for those of us that were around uh, back there in the beginning in the first five years is uh, how much the, the game has evolved um, in terms of product on the floor. And that's a natural evolution. The same thing existed in, in, in the NBA, uh, you know, in its early years versus 25 years later. And so what happens is uh, for women now, it's a it's it's a dream. It's a dream that can come true, and so you start training at a much earlier age, and so the quality of play goes up. Um, you know, in in the uh, in the youth leagues, it goes up in the uh, you know high school, goes up in college, and then obviously we're the beneficiary of that. So that you know the the league being around so long uh, has uh, allowed for a natural evolution. Uh, it's both you know in terms of the skills uh, of the players, but it's also uh, physical evolution. You know, the, the players, you always hear bigger, faster, stronger. Um, that That's a natural thing that happens. I think if you look at the players in the NBA in the early years uh, versus 25 years later and, and now today. Uh, so that same thing's going to happen for women. And, and we're, we certainly have seen that. Uh, I think I know this, but I'm, I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, are you on the in the group that will go to Tokyo if the Olympics uh, occur this summer? Yes, yes. I thought so. Uh, I just wanted to make very, sure. Very, yeah, very fortunate to be a part of Don Staley's national team staff. Um, we we will, uh, you know, we, we completed our, our training camps uh, prior to the WNBA season. And then we'll pick up again once the hiatus begins for the WNBA season to allow for Olympic play. Uh, we'll get back together again and, and we'll get to Tokyo and, and, and try to win the seventh consecutive uh, gold medal. Do you have any feelings or insights into whether – you'll actually be in, in Tokyo and whether this is all going to go off. He's, I mean, you know, here we have 
you know, Rachel Blount and I cover the Olympics, the Summer Olympics for the Star Tribune. We haven't even booked our flights yet because there seems to be so much doubt around whether it will actually happen or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there, there are no signs that it won't other than the obvious, okay. uh, you know, um, that we're still in a pandemic. But um, I, I think that um, it, it just feels like the, that we've figured out a way to, to still have these events, uh, you know, vaccinations are around the world. Obviously, we're in a much better place. Although, you know, as we, as we see with India, there's, there's um, still some, some real problem areas and, uh, but, you know, I, I, all signs point to we will have the Olympics. And, and I don't know to what extent as far as fans and media uh, presence, et cetera. Uh, but but I, I, I do uh, feel strongly there'll be an Olympics 2021. Well, yeah. And as you said, I, I, I would guess that would be my guess, too, is that the Olympics are going to take place. I do wonder if maybe maybe the way they make them as safe as possible is to just say we're not going to have fans. We're not going to have uh, media from outside Japan. I mean, you know, of course that I would, I wouldn't like that, but I would understand it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing ultimately is the, the safety uh, of the athletes and, and, you know, to pull it off. And that's what we saw uh, in the, in the WNBA bubble, the NBA bubble, um, you know, leagues that did not choose that path uh, to try to, you know, secure, um, you know, the players and be able to pull off the season you know, didn't necessarily do it very well. Uh, without multiple stoppages, without people, you know, uh, uh, being infected with COVID, uh, I suspect that the Olympics will, will probably try to ensure uh, to the highest level uh, the safety of the of the Olympians participating. So we have seen uh, the, the WNBA get to its 25th year. We are seeing rating like the the national volleyball championships uh, ratings were excellent. Uh, WNBA ratings continue to rise. Women's basketball. Uh, NCAA championship ratings were high. We're, we're seeing it all over the place. It's happening with every women's sport that gets televised. Ratings follow. Uh, what kind of now that you know we've reached 25 years with the league? What kind of timetable do you think the league is on? Do you, do you think we're going to see dramatic changes and dramatic growth in popularity over the next year, the next five years? What what kind of timeline are you envisioning? Well, I, I think what we're seeing as the exposure goes up, you know, it, it, it corresponds with, uh, you know, the, the ratings, the viewership. Uh, so I think, it, it, to me, it depends on what is the commitment of, of ESPN, um, you know, or, or other uh, outlets that are, that are uh, allowing the, the product to be consumed. Uh, you know, the, the pandemic is what led to the increase in exposure. Um, and so I think when they go, okay, we did this and we saw a re- you know, return on the investment, you're going to see more of it. Um, you know, will, will it be as committed as it was during the, the bubble season? If it is, and it even grows from there, uh, you just see so many great things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit tunnel vision when it comes to, you know, the WNBA. Uh, I, I know so much more about it, the, the uniform launch, uh, the interest, uh, you know, including us in gaming. Um, you know, next big, compo- uh, big component to this is betting. Um, you know, these are all ways that uh, men's sports are popularized. Uh, and so I think when, when women have the same opportunities uh, in terms of merchandise, uh, in terms of, you know, those that are interested in, in betting on sports uh, or, or, or fantasy sports, uh, those, those are all ways that you can. So I, I think the, the growth is going to be accelerated. What we saw in the first 25 years, you know, kind of at a snail's pace, um, you know, up until you know, the last couple of years where the exposure has increased. Uh, and so I think it's going to be accelerated. I, like I told Mark Glory, uh, you know, we're, we're like, a, you know, a, a company that's been private, uh, that's that's ready to go public and be bought by by somebody big. 
Uh, that that's what I believe women's sports uh, are, and and specifically the WNBA is. Yeah, and and that's that's so true. You look at why are men's sports popular? We see, you know, horrible NFL games played on Thursday nights, but you know what? They affect fantasy leagues and they affect betting, and and we're used to and people are used to tuning in to see football on TV. I mean, that look at the NFL draft. It's it's ridiculous how much time and energy and money is spent on pure speculation. But you know what? People eat it up. And if you can get your they league do. to a point where people love the speculation and love the gambling and love the fantasy, then, you know, then it takes, because right now your league is kind of in prove it mode, but you get to that stage. And frankly, the, it's not really about the quality of the product as much as about the interest in around the sport. And that's right. And it's, you know, I think people are recognizing, you know, that it's not, not just a cause anymore. You know, we've been a cause women's sports right. have been a cause. Uh, now it's, it's opportunity business wise. Uh, and that's when you, you really kind of, you know, you, you hit that level or that threshold and that's when you're going to see the sudden acceleration. And that, that's what I think that's where we're at. All right, let's uh, wrap up the show. We always talk about social justice, justice on this show. Uh, you can pick any topic you like of, like, of course, Cheryl. One thing I pointed out on my show this week is that, uh, you know, we, we just continue to see gun violence. We continue to see uh, black people shot by police officers, uh, unarmed black pe- people shot by police officers. And I, I just, I found, I think I saw it in the Wall Street Journal or someplace. I saw a piece, it was about Newark, New Jersey. You're from New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey is known for being a, uh, a tough place, high crime, drugs, corruption, everything else. And their police officers fired zero bullets last year. And I read that and I was just like, that is just proof that, that gun violence is not a necessity. It's not, it shouldn't be your first resort. It is a last resort and there are ways around it. So that was my topic for the week. But what, what would you like to get to today? Well, I mean, I, it's certainly, a, you know, an interesting topic and, and just, you know, police reform and, and some of these things are, are not that not that difficult. They're really, right. really obvious. Uh, and that's one of them. So you, you see different cities taking different steps. And I mentioned uh, on our last podcast about uh, Berkeley, California, as far as uh, traffic stops, you know, that the unarmed uh, officers will, will now be the ones in charge of, um, you know, if you have an air freshener, I don't understand what's so wrong with having an air freshener in your car, uh, hanging from a mirror, but, you know, expired uh, tags, et cetera, those stops will, will now not be armed officers. Uh, so there's different ways. And I think also I uh, was a part of a conversation with the Minneapolis Foundation. Um, you know, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx are partnering uh, for a uh, fund for safer communities. And one of the things that, um, that, that I learned on that call was that, um, you know, in terms of when you are recruiting uh, for, for officers <laughs> that, uh, that there's a background. And if you have an affiliation with, with um, white supremacist groups, then you're going to be disqualified. That seems like an obvious thing to me. You would think, um, but, but it hasn't are, been. <laughs> it hasn't been. And so there are so many really obvious things that we haven't paid attention to. We haven't dove into the reasons for the systemic inequities. And, and so, like, these are things that are simple um, to, to a person that is rational and common sense. Uh, of course, we, we shouldn't have that. You know, there are certain qualifications to, to be a pilot, uh, to be a doctor. Uh, you know, certainly for, you know, we, we, we can do these very, very simple things to start to reform uh, just the mentality of policing. And uh, the other topic would be that, you know, I, I was so encouraged last night to learn 
uh, that we are not a racist nation. Uh, and so I think, I think, uh, so I went to bed feeling so, so, so great about uh, where we are. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's good that the Republicans have one black friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll stop there. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, we're not a racist nation. Um, I mean, just, and I think maybe what might be happening, I'm, I'm looking for good, good here. Uh, Maybe what might be happening in our country is that certain people just can't get away with saying things that are anti-fact and ridiculous anymore. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you just they're, they're, and frankly, the right right wing media bubble has enabled all kinds of stupidity and ridiculousness to get free reign, have a free run. And God, maybe after all the crap we've gone through the last five years, and now that the uh, and now that certain traitors of the United States are getting uh, investigated and arrested, maybe more and more people will wake up to the fact that just because somebody says something, just because it even gets around the internet, doesn't mean it's true. You have to do your own vetting. You have to find people in the media you trust. You have to check, double check them, make sure they're giving you good information. You know, we just got to get, we got to become a factual society again. Yeah, that that would be refreshing uh, because yeah. literally you can say anything, and, and anything. like you said, it, you know, somebody on uh, you know any news outlet could amplify it. Next thing you know, it becomes fact, and it's not rooted in in facts. So yes, uh, good stuff from Cheryl. I know she's busy and got a lot going on at camp. We're going to let her go right now. Thanks to Cheryl. Thanks to our sponsors, Rooted Luther Toyota, Cara Quinn, and Successful Marketing Group. Thanks to our producer Brandon Morton. Check out all the other shows at Talk North. We got great stuff across the network, and uh, Cheryl and I will be back next week.